0: Hello, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Hard Talks. My name is Cole, and I will be your host. Hard Talks is a podcast about perspective. As a cis white male, I do not have much of that. But one thing that I have learned talking to the many friends that I've made in life is that there are interesting stories to share and plenty of perspective to go around. So listen in while I bumble my way through interviews, asking difficult questions, and perhaps not even in the most politically correct way, but with good intentions. Thank you again for listening, and enjoy the episode. Perfect. Well, Tony, thank you for coming on Hard Talks. Thank Um, you
1: for hosting me.
0: Yeah, no problem. Um, So um, I think I've explained this concept to you a little bit, just a quick refresher as to kind of what Hard Talks is. Um, I'm kind of taking my uh, perspective as a cis white male who really has not had the, I guess, the perspective that uh, kind of these groups that are, I guess, uh, how would we? Disadvantaged, Minority. yeah, minorities, um, in today's society, and so I, I wanted to get people together, talk about issues in a safe space, uh, where uh, these questions are coming from, uh, with pure intent, I guess, is a good way to say it. Yeah. Uh, but that are maybe a little bit difficult, and people might have these same questions. But don't have somebody that they feel comfortable asking them to. Yeah,
1: it's not malicious, but it's not something you're comfortable asking some random stranger.
0: Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, uh, since you understand the concept, and we've talked about this a lot, um, let's just jump right in. Cool. Um, so do you want to, uh, let's just go over the basics. Can you kind of tell me, tell us, tell the listeners, um, who you are, and then I guess a little bit of background and why I'm talking to you.
1: Well, um, I mean, that, that would, uh, it's going to be kind of hard to condense, but I will do my best.
0: Okay. No worries. So, we have
1: time. Let's see. There are, I come from kind of a weird place in life. My mom was an immigrant from Ecuador. And um, so that was weird because she moved to the deep south to marry my dad. Weird. They're getting divorced now. But the point is, you know, there's, there's that whole thing. And right. then there's also the fact that I'm, I'm transgender and I've known that since I was five years old and sometimes those things interact and sometimes they don't. And it's kind of difficult moving in today's society sometimes as me, but that's okay. Sure. Yeah.
0: Okay. Awesome. Um, and so you said you are transgender. Yes. And you actually answered one of my first questions. Um, so you said uh, that you were five years old when you kind of knew that you were um, like assigned the wrong gender. Um,
1: I knew that I was different. I couldn't, I didn't quite understand it at the time, especially since I grew up very sheltered and very isolated. Um, sure. my parents were Mormon at the time. So, and I was homeschooled, so I didn't get a whole lot of contact with the outside world. And even if I had in those, I mean, I was born in 1992, you know, I wouldn't have had much exposure to other people like me back in the day. Sure. Even, so, you know, just yeah. like 30 years ago.
0: Yeah, really though. Um, can you uh, kind of go over, can you talk a little bit about um, what felt different for you as a as a young child?
1: Well, I mean, <clears throat> I guess uh, one of the earliest experiences I had with that was um, when uh, a member of our church group said, "Oh, you're such a pretty little girl," and I went, "No, I'm not pretty. I am stinky, and I am flagon, and I don't know what flagon means, but stinky definitely sounded better than pretty to me at the time, and that was why. Um, there were a lot of other stereotypical little things. I couldn't stand the color pink. I wanted to play with Legos. I didn't want to do Barbies. But I kind of wanted to do Barbies sometimes, but only with the Legos, you know? Right. <laughs> but so... those are those are just stereotypes. They sure. Were just Early signs for me. Mm-hmm.
0: And then uh, so where do you think you like growing up were like because when I grew up and I, I were probably we're about the same age I was born in 1983 so I'm 26 years old yeah uh, there were definitely tomboys you know absolutely. like girls who yeah. liked to play sports who didn't really fit into that like stereotypical girly girl with the Barbies and
1: absolutely the... but it was expected that they would grow up and change that and girl up and then you know find a guy and marry him and then be a girl forever
0: sure so like would you say that like growing up you were kind of like a tomboy or was it like a little bit kind of I guess deeper than that
1: I was absolutely a tomboy Cole I was a tomboy from the moment I took my first breath (laughs) and it did not stop
0: so when did you uh kind of go into like when did you start like fully like okay so you said you did your research you did your research you were like, okay, this is kind of sounds like me. When did you, I guess, start going through like the full, because, uh, or like, yeah, what was your transition pathway, I guess is the. um...
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, I moved back to Utah originally to start transitioning and that was three years ago. So I've been on testosterone for three years. So far, that's all I've been able to afford because surgery is really expensive, but that may be in my future.
0: When did you kind of come to the realization that maybe because you're a you are a female to male Mm -hmm. uh, transgender so when did you um, kind of like start realizing like okay like I like I was given the wrong gender like they people are addressing me by something that is not like I want to be a man, not a woman, or a boy, not a girl? When did you kind of, like, really get that, like, fully formed idea in your mind?
1: You know, I always felt like I would rather have been born a boy, but I thought everyone else felt like that, too. It didn't occur to me that maybe that was unusual.
0: Okay. But I
1: didn't consciously realize this until I was, like, 14.
0: Okay. And that was, like, so you were still living at home. It wasn't like, I left home. And I had this realization when I saw the world. It was kind of like growing up, you were like especially I guess and that was around
1: puberty. Yeah.
0: So like around puberty you were kind of like, okay, <clears throat> something's wrong. Yeah, I want, not into I... this
1: whole girl thing. So um can I uh can I go back and start over or
0: <laughs> right. So then how uh can you kind of give, go over the a chronological sequence on, like, how your transition started? I mean, did you talk to your parents about it? Did you have, like, a confidant? Uh, how did everything go?
1: So my – I have a brother who's also transgender, actually, and he's, like, four years younger than me. Oh,
0: interesting. So,
1: yeah, he and I would talk about it um, eventually. When I started going to college when I was 19, that was when I started, like, actually researching it, and then we started talking about it, and they were like, hmm, this sounds like us. And then I told my parents, and my mom was just, like, she was heartbroken, and then she freaked out, and then she tried to kick me out of the house, but my dad wouldn't let her, because my dad is, like, you know, a good dad. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: He was also initially freaked out, but eventually, you know, he realized he should probably just do the research and look into the science behind all this before he goes and listens to some preacher or a bunch of people who don't know what they're talking about. So that's what he did. And then he was like, oh. Okay, I understand this now. Cool. And that was the end of it.
0: So do you feel like your um, relationship with your parents is okay, good, bad? Like, where would you put that now?
1: Well, uh, my birth mom and my dad are now divorced. So I don't really talk to her anymore. But my dad, I still, we still hang out all the time. Like, I go, we're very close. Good. That's
0: good to hear. I I know that sometimes, uh, especially, like, I guess recently, it seems like it's gotten a little bit better, like when somebody comes out as gay, their family. It used to be like, you're kicked out of the house and disowned. And, and doesn't probably seem...
1: murdered in the street, yeah.
0: Yeah, potentially, right? Uh, and it doesn't seem like that's, at least for you, your experience was um, very, I would say, would you classify it as positive?
1: Uh, well, no, not, not really. I wouldn't. Because you got to remember, like, my mom was just always like that. She was never accepting of literally anything. So she tried to force me to be somebody I wasn't my entire life. Sure. And I was homeschooled. So I didn't even have, like, you know, friends in the outside world. Sometimes I hung out with people at church, but that was it.
0: Okay. So um, do you feel like if, like, we lived in a kind of genderless world where, like, you were really able to choose who you were like perceived as Mm -hmm. uh, do you feel like it would have like you would still kind of be pursuing a like sex reassignment or do you think you would feel a little more comfortable on your skin
1: you know to be honest I'm not sure I have the objectivity to answer that question I think I would based on what I know I think I still probably would
0: you would still want to kind of reassign to kind of align yourself more with
1: yeah okay now not all trans people feel that way right but I'm one of the ones who does so
0: sure and then that's actually my next question was if you felt any sort of uh dissonance between your biological sex and your gender
1: I do and it was a lot worse during puberty and before transitioning but just like even just testosterone has made such a big difference so I don't really experience that physical dysphoria anymore
0: okay And can you, like, uh, go into that? Can you, like, discuss that a little bit more in depth? Because I've never felt, I guess, uncomfortable with uh, what I am. And so I don't really have an inkling as to what that is like.
1: Well, there's there's a couple of ways of going about it. Imagine just looking in the mirror and seeing somebody who isn't you at all. Like, you wake up one day and you look in the mirror and somebody else's face is staring back at you. It's going to freak you out, right? Sure, yeah. And then you look down at your body and it's completely not your body and it's freaking you out, right?
0: Yeah, that would be absolutely terrifying.
1: Yeah. Regardless of what gender it would even be, or what sex that body would be, you'd still be freaking out because it's not your body. Why did you wake up in the wrong body, right? Right. Yeah. It's like that, but every morning. So it's like freaky Friday. Basically. Every single day. Basically.
0: <laughs> Maybe that's a, a very <laughs> harsh overgeneralization, but um okay good awesome um okay and so i guess so one thing that uh when we talked earlier um can you actually like go in a little bit go into depth a little bit about um your sexual orientation throughout all of this because i know i remember you had a very interesting kind of pathway and how you uh, i guess in what groups you're interested in and uh
1: yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a weird little convoluted story. <clears throat> so, um, I don't know. I guess cis gay guys, right? Right. Grow up, like, trying to pretend they're not gay. Or freaking out that not liking girls is going to make them gay. Or freaking out that not liking the right toys as a small kid is going to make them gay, right? Because that's what everyone teaches you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I had the same thing, which didn't make any sense because as far as anyone knew, I was a girl. But it was still weird. So I was afraid that liking guys would turn me into a girlier person somehow, magically, even though it never did. So that was weird. And I figured, like, probably nobody is going to want me like this. I'm too weird. So I'm just going to be alone forever. So I thought I was just going to do that for a while. And then college... Like, I realized I was trans, and then I tried to be a lesbian instead because, you know, that sounded easier or something. Mm -hmm.
0: It wasn't easier,
1: and it didn't work. But my ex, Caitlin, is still one of my favorite people in the whole world, world, and we go to Pride together. It's great.
0: So, and then, so you started out, and you were like, okay, like, liking boys is going to turn me into a girl. And so, and then you grew up, and you were like, well, do you think, like, you're, like, I don't want to say experimentation, but that's, like, the word that comes to mind. Like, exp- pretty, yeah. ex- let's go exploration. Does that, is that a, yeah, that, that's, that's a friendlier term your term? Um, so you, you explored, uh, I guess, being a lesbian, and it was still, like, something's off, right? Yeah. Or was it, like, were you kind of honest, honestly, like, well, maybe this could work? Or were you just kind of looking for something, like, not wanting to? No, I was
1: just super in it? denial, yeah
0: so finally so you you tried that's this is this is terrible i feel like i'm like really not being delicate at all
1: no 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 this is this is actually a fairly common thing among the lgbt community like a lot of us figure okay maybe i'm bisexual and then figure out oh wait no i'm gay or oh nope i'm pansexual or who knows you know there's some people go through Kind of a long, hard road and years of questioning before they figure out like who that. they really are.
0: Okay. Um, and so now, now I, at least when we last kind of hung out and talked, you were mm-hmm. uh, dating a guy, right? Correct. So you are a trans gay man. Correct. And then, so how did that, how did you kind of work that out? Because there's like a gap where you're like in denial about, um, being trans to today you're a fully trans man and you're also gay so like can you kind of go through that little gap of I don't know it's a little gap of time it's yeah probably between what, like the seven, lesbian stage
1: and the oh this is who I am stage yeah can
0: you kind of go explain that a little bit
1: <clears throat> yeah so the first the first part was realizing I was a guy like you know and fully accepting that and consciously acknowledging it and not just pretending not to be because that, that bit of exploration that I had done kind of showed me that I couldn't be what I was trying to be. Right. I could only be myself. So I had to accept it. And that was the only time I did accept it. And then, then I started making trans friends, like when I was in college. And it mm. was, like, life-altering. It was amazing. There were other people like me. It was, like, it was crazy. And uh, when I was in college, that was when I realized I liked guys as well but just only guys. So it was like,
0: well, I like guys. But it was like once you became trans, like once you were like, okay, I'm I'm a guy, uh-huh. that you were kind of like willing to be like, I...
1: This could is, be with guys, because that's be. not going to turn me into a girl, yes.
0: Right, because you would like accepted like, I am a man, you know, like I... Yeah. That's how I see myself. Uh, and, and so this is something that I know will, I guess, kind of, like, make me happy that that fits within who
1: I am, yeah. right? It's, like, the, the puzzle piece kind of, like, finally came together. Exactly, and, like, at first, it was two completely separate realizations, like, oh, I'm a dude. Oh, I like dudes, and then I put it together, and I was, like, I guess that makes me a gay dude. Cool. So,
0: would you say that that was, like, I'm sure that there's been a lot of um, difficulty in that, right? Because there are, gay men who are i've, I've the club from what boys I've heard on
1: grinder who are only looking for the biggest dick they can possibly find yes right and then yeah those was...
0: like there are like gay people who are like you know i don't really understand this whole transgender transsexual thing like i mm-hmm. don't and so in that place where you're just like oh, i'm gonna be alone for forever and, yep. so. and you just quit <laughs> okay All right, we are going to take a break real quick uh, for a sponsored message. Neat. All right, so let's hit you with a couple more questions. Um, One thing that you said that kind of made me, uh, you said something interesting. Uh, you said when you were like, from the time you were like accepted that you were, um, trans, like in college, after you would tried being a lesbian mm-hmm. and then you accepted that you were trans. Did, how did that like work out? Did you try like, I mean, experimenting, like, were you like, you know what, I'm going to like, quote unquote, cross dress or like, oh yes. Yeah. Oh, so how, yes. What was, what was, that. uh, yeah. What was that like? What was that, um. Kind of, can you, can you go into a little bit of depth about kind of that path, that, that road, or do you have any like specific stories?
1: Uh, There was this, you know, I finally had friends who are like me, so I could finally accept that there were other people like me and that kind of made me feel less alone, which meant that I could kind of do some experimenting with my friends, which is what you do in college. Right. Yeah. So I did some of that. I did, I finally, you know, completely quit dresses at some point right before I had gone to college. So uh, I was finally dressing in a way that was comfortable for me at the time and didn't make me feel like a, I don't know, a fish out of water. So I kind of did all of that at once. We just did the, the gay college experience. You know, we watched Rent together. We went everywhere together. We just hung out and had fun.
0: Uh, So I have a question. I've heard that like um, getting a haircut for the first Mm -hmm. time is like a almost like uh, I don't even know how to explain it. Like it's just like this moment where it's like a clarity. Like you're just like this is. So what was your I guess first? I don't know if that was would would you say that that was like that for you? Like once it was euphoric. Yeah. Yeah. So can you kind of like walk us through like the whole like yeah experience? That would be awesome.
1: Yeah. So background my birth mom didn't let me cut my hair any shorter than like right under my shoulders so i had to do it when i was 17 or 18 and had my own money to do it and sneaked out and she couldn't say anything about it because it was already done and it was it was like this kind of longish pixie cut but it was way shorter than i'd ever had it before and i felt i mean obviously my head felt lighter but i kind of felt a little bit dizzy too so it was great it was like it was euphoric
0: So we're going to get into kind of like a little bit bigger, uh, kind of like, I guess, less micro, more macro uh, questions. Um, What uh, what have been some of the biggest struggles that you've had, like kind of along the road uh, and kind of being trans
1: in a generally cis world? Fortunately, I haven't had to worry for my safety too much from being trans. I mean, it's happened once or twice, but I get more flack for being gay, honestly. Um, so, fortunately, I haven't been violenced on account of being trans. Um, I'd say the biggest hurdles were mostly just accepting myself. Right. So that it was, was more the biggest like, one.
0: More like an internal struggle yeah. than an external.
1: Well, Man. the other thing is I lost most of my family. I have exactly one member of my birth family that still talks to me, and it's my dad. So even and your, your brother doesn't talk to you anymore, either? Neither of my brothers talk to me. My mom doesn't talk to me. I'm not allowed to talk to my extended family. Yeah. Interesting.
0: And that's, yeah. like, all just kind of fallout from coming out as trans rather yep. than, wow. Yep. Just, uh, I don't know. I'm surprised that people cut people out of their lives like that. It's wild. um,
1: But unfortunately, I can't say that it's uncommon. Fortunately, the good thing is that um, found family has made up for the lack of birth family. So, you know, my dad's girlfriend, Krista, is absolutely amazing. I consider her my mom. Yeah. Two little sisters along with that and some nieces and nephews i just makes me happy
0: good yeah um so do you feel i mean i think this is pretty um i think this is a straightforward answer but this is my perspective uh do you think that society has become more accepting and understanding of trans people
1: I think it's slowly coming around, even like on the super, super conservative side. I've seen a lot of people starting to come around to that because they, I don't know. I think it's because we're more visible in the media and more people are starting to come out. So more and more cis people are realizing they have trans friends and relatives and they might as well accept them.
0: Right. Rather than just saying, I'm going to remove myself from this situation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel well, like don't get me wrong, we're still being beaten and murdered in the streets. Oh but yeah. I mean there's it's it's happening less. That,
0: which is progress even yeah. if it
1: doesn't feel like <laughs> it, right? I would like it to be faster, but it's better than nothing. Right.
0: And I mean uh, if you look at like um, well yeah, just like the how uh gay people like how the stance, I guess, of modern society has changed is I mean you have what in the forties England mm-hmm. it was criminalized. Mm-hmm. Um and then you kind of like get into like the sixties, San Francisco free love movement, mm-hmm. uh very liberal. And then you have like a uh, Harvey Milk. Yep. And that whole like his assassination and that kind of
1: the Stonewall riots are classic gay history. Right. And then yeah. you
0: nowadays i guess like for like from the 60s and 70s to like i feel like the like late 90s there was like this like almost silence where it was like we know that you exist mm-hmm. but but we we're want, not going to talk about it you know, we want to keep you sequestered <laughs> this community will exist in itself and I, I feel like there was kind of like a almost like uh they were like you guys are deviants. we'll allow mm-hmm. you a space just don't come into our house don't come talking to us basically um, don't
1: let me realize that you don't let me know that you're gay i'm still going to think that you're a pedophile but we're not going to talk about it
0: yeah right and then kind of moving into the um early 2000s it was i feel like a little bit better and then i remember what was it 2000 i i started high school in 2000 And seven and i think i knew like one gay person and then i knew two and then i knew a Mm -hmm. bunch and then this is like this time where i'm living in california and there's like prop eight and Mm -hmm. uh, gay marriage is making its way to the supreme court and so there's like Mm -hmm. this huge revolution and granted like living in california in that time it was like you know i really don't think that it was ever super bad. Like, if if there was one place to live in the United States where it was, like, okay to be gay, it would be California. And even yeah, that's it's kind probably. of parts of it. And so it was very, like, a un- well-known, accepted thing. Uh, but then you get into, like, suddenly... So gay marriage is legalized. And then, like, I remember, like, Glee is on TV and there are, mm-hmm. like, uh, actual, like, there are gay characters on a, mm-hmm.
1: like major network television show everyone panicking that it was going to turn their kids gay
0: and then you have modern family and now it's just i feel like a kind of almost like a part i wouldn't say a part of life but it's like it's everywhere
1: and that's it's not become in a, bad a lot way. more normalized yeah. yes
0: yeah, yeah, yeah it's like become yeah normal
1: it's become yeah. normal which is like you uh, can actually see us now and it's right. not a scary thing and
0: it's not a scary thing and you're not like oh my gosh I don't shake my hand, I might become gay, <laughs> yeah, you know,
1: um I mean, like I'm from Tennessee. It still happens in some right, parts of well, the country that way it's but it's you know the pockets are getting smaller right
0: and and hopefully eventually we will kind of work that out as a nation. let's hope, um yeah, so, what is something that you wish like you could tell everybody about trans people?
1: We're just people you know we're just trying to live we need the same basic human decency as everybody else and that's pretty much it
0: tony thank you uh for coming on the show i guess the podcast was great enlightening conversation well tony do you have anything to
1: plug anything Uh, you want people to check out social media business you know i i don't currently but i may be um maybe writing and i may be going to school for psychology soon so stay tuned okay
0: guys everyone check out at what is it at tony uh do you sizzler? have a sizzler what? at tony sizzler on instagram oh no, no no
1: oh no that's that's artesian satan
0: <laughs> there we go at artesian satan for instagram on instagram yeah. check him out so There's a, there are two words in my mind that exist. There's transsexual and transgender. Mm-hmm. And those two are not interchangeable.
1: Right? No, they are most certainly not interchangeable.
0: Right. So and obviously a transsexual is someone who I'm, I'm assuming it's someone who's undergone gender or sex reassignment, surgery, or well, that's
1: not necessarily the case. No.
0: So can you explain to me the difference between the two?
1: All right. So the word transsexual in I guess in uh, the modern United States, it's actually considered an outdated, somewhat transphobic medical term. Um, so, I would definitely recommend using transgender instead of transsexual, unless. Good, Good to know. Unless uh, there are some countries where, not necessarily English-speaking countries, where transsexual is going to be the word you use, but some people prefer transgénero, in Spanish anyway. I don't know about other languages, but that's...
0: Thank you guys for sticking around till the end of the episode. There's one last little bit uh, for you guys. This is a conversation that Tony and I had after the official kind of interview was over about a word, two words, a um, question that I asked him because I really had no idea uh, if it was... There was any difference between the two. Uh, but from now on, I will be using the word transgender. Thank you guys again for sticking around. Hope you guys learned something. Hope you guys felt uplifted and educated. Uh, please, if you guys have any comments, uh, send me a message. And if you liked it, please subscribe. Thank you.